Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome once again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. Now, it's been noted that in times of crises, people tend to turn to, to God. Now, not to get overly syllogistic about it, but artists being, well, uh, artists being, well, people also tend to lean toward the divine when the temperature rises and the collective fires of hell seem to draw closer to their feet. I mean, think of, um, think of, uh, think of, think of T.S. Eliot. Uh, I think it was in 1927 that he decided to become a devout church-going Anglican or, or, or um, Stravinsky. Stravinsky returned to Russian Orthodoxy. Uh, I think he was already middle-aged when he did that. And, 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 then, and then here, uh, uh, about um, that, that, that suburban hip-hop impersonator, Matis Yahu, didn't he have that flirtation with the Lubavitcher Hasidim a while back? Anyway, I hope I don't get into any, any trouble uh, about talking about this because, because uh, I don't know, they, 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 they say that talking about religion is, is indelicate. They, they used to say that in polite company, one should avoid talking about matters of, of faith and for that matter, matters of politics. Never talk about religion and politics, which is unfortunate because those seem to be one of the most, two of the most interesting and, and, and actually consequential subjects that one could think of. I mean, what good is it to live in a liberal democracy if you can't talk about God or, 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 or government? Well, well, luckily, luckily for me, there are no more dinner parties. And, and since I do most of my talking to myself anyway, I guess I'll be fine. And speaking of talking to oneself, which, which by the way, <laughs> I almost named this podcast Speaking of Talking to Oneself, but I settled on, I actually settled on the lives of contemporary artists because frankly I was, I was aiming for a, for a wider audience. I'm not so sure how that worked out, but anyway, let's get back to this. I've been thinking a lot about religion lately and, um, you know how this, this happens. You're thinking about something, and, and before you know it, you keep reading stuff about it all over the place. It's just, it always seems to, to fall in front of you. So I read this story the other day about this online petition that's been circulating around the country. I guess it started, I guess it started a couple of weeks ago. There was, there was some, uh, there was, I, there was, there was some religious holiday in, in September, I, I think. And, and anyway, some folks got this crazy idea that if they collect enough signatures, they could pressure Ivanka Trump to convert back to Christianity. But you know, I actually get it. I, I, I mean, I, I really get it. Now, I'm not Jewish, but uh, you know, for me, I, I wouldn't necessarily want her to be on my team. I, I don't know, um, she, she, she's probably not so great for the brand, especially now. I mean, 
It's not a good look. She's certainly not an Albert Einstein. She's not even a Goldie Hawn. She's not even Lenny Kravitz. And for that matter, she's not even Henry Kissinger. Ivanka is just not a good look right now. So I totally get the, I totally get the petition. And, um, I, you know, I hope it works. It seems like it's a, it's a good cause. Anyway, the thing that actually caught my eye, the thing that I found totally interesting about this petition thing was the method, the basic method of online crowdsourcing. I'm I'm not even sure if that's the right word for it. I'm just using it because it sounds cool. Crowdsourcing, it sort of makes me feel like I'm, I'm like, like I know what I'm talking about, like I'm tech savvy or business savvy or, I don't know. It, it probably makes me sound like a bloody idiot, but that's never stopped me from saying anything before. So why start now? Anyway, I had this crazy idea, me, about harnessing the awesome power of social media and starting a movement. Now, I don't know what kind of movement yet, but um, that doesn't that doesn't seem to be that important. But I'm wondering how one goes about getting a critical mass of people to do something, or, or even better, to believe something. And then I remembered something. Remember, remember Enosh Paquette, the artist, not the screenwriter, the artist. That's what she did 10 years ago. This was, this was before TikTok, before Trump, before QAnon. <laughs> the only thing we had to worry about back then were things like, I don't know, ISIS and Al-Qaeda. I mean, things were just so much, things were so much simpler back then. I mean, those were the good old days. Anyway, Paquette, and, and if you don't know her work, you should really look it up. It's, it's spelled uh, P-A-Q-U-E-T-E. Uh, her first name, Enosh, E-N-O-S-H. I, I know it's a man's name, but... It's nice. I think it's, it's, it's nice. It, probably it works both ways. Anyway, a while back, Paquette sent out this random bulk email using, I think it was SurveyMonkey. Um, or, I don't know, maybe it was Space Cowboy. Or, I don't know, it could have been gangsteroflove.com. I'm not really sure, but I know for I know for a fact it wasn't Evite because that would have been tacky. Anyway, I don't actually remember, but but she sent this this mailer to about 45,000 people asking them if they were interested in nominating her for either sainthood or the Nobel Peace Prize. Now, considering how meticulous the average spam filter is, the return on this email was was actually pretty remarkable. It turns out that Paquette succeeded in amassing close to 10,000 supporters who collectively pressured the Vatican to place her dossier on the Pope's desk, which, by the way, is a minor miracle taking care of one of the first basic criteria for candidacy. She performed a verifiable miracle in real time. And, and believe me, that was a lot more easily verifiable than the stunts pulled off by Angela of Foligno in the 13th century. 
The, the Nobel thing didn't work out as well. It was a tough year. It was, it was I don't know, 10 years ago and she was going against uh, Lu Xiaobo and, and um, I don't know, she, she got herself enough signatures to get herself rolled over to the following year, but, but winning wasn't really her point. Anyway, I heard, maybe you read this too, that the President of the United States was nominated for the Peace Prize, and I guess he, he didn't get it, but he could always, he could always try for sainthood. Uh, probably, he probably wouldn't do so well with the Catholics, but he may have a shot with uh, Stravinsky's Russian Orthodox. Who knows? Anyway, Enos Paquette is a terrific artist, and as you can see, she was way ahead of her time. She, uh, you should look her up. She, she's, she's doing some interesting things. And I heard that she's cooking up another online campaign. She's circulating another petition. This one is for Betsy DeVos. She's trying to get enough signatures to, to mandate the education department to include in the national core curriculum for all American middle and high school students that they must, before graduation, master a comprehensive understanding of the lives of contemporary artists.